A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and as ever keeping an eye on all the notable cricket interviews that take place across the Talk Sport network. And in the week that Ben Stokes was named as Wisden Almanac Cricketer of the Year, Talk Sport unveiled its own Ashes winning all-rounder will be part of the Sports Breakfast team with Laura Woods and Ali McQuist. Morning TalkSport Breakfast, Rob Key here. Just a quick note to say congratulations to my big mate, Freddie Flintoff, on his new gig. He's like the Ian Beale of broadcasting. He's done so many things now, from King of the Jungle to Top Gear to boxing against that fella. He was good. Um, but I'm sure he will be absolutely fantastic at this. Congratulations on an amazing addition to your team in Mr. Freddie Flintoff. I cannot tell you how jealous I am that you get to spend mornings talking to probably my favourite person in the world to talk to. Hi TalkSport, it's Jamie Redknapp. I just want to say congratulations on that brilliant signing that's going to wake us up in the morning, Freddie Flintoff. Just what the country needs right now. All these brilliant stories from his cricket days. Joy to work with. Well done. And enjoy it, Frederick. And I'll see you soon, big man. Freddie, you're unbelievable, mate. League of their own, top gear, and now he's doing talk sport. I mean, you're constantly having to go about me doing everything. Looks like you're coming for the crown, mate. Anyway, good luck. You'll be brilliant. I've got no doubts. And uh, I guess I'll speak to you in between whatever shows it is you're doing, mate. I mean, it's difficult to, to keep track of all the stuff you're doing. I mean, you can say no, Fred. <laughs> Of course, there's some of his mates. It was Jamie Redknapp, uh, comedians Tom Davies, uh, Ramesh Ranganathan, and former teammate Rob Key as well. That's what they had to say about uh, Freddie. So before we bring Freddie in, I just want to ask you, Harmy, a quick question. Mm. Um, we call him Freddie. That's how we know him. Um, but you call him Andrew. Why is it that you will not call him Freddie? Um, uh, because I've known him since, well, we were, we were kids and I've always known him as Andrew. What you, there is this personality and in freddie and we all love him and we all love seeing him on tv and the great showman that he is but 
um, having spent a lot of time with him, I've known him as Andrew, and the person behind that is, you know, is one of the the nicest guys I've ever had the fortune to be around. Um, and Andrew's been a good friend to me, so I've always called him Andrew because I've always seen the other side. Should we speak to him? Why I think, not? I think it's probably time. We've been building it up all morning. Um, I'm so excited to say our brand new signing, Freddie Flintoff, is on the line, uh, ready to join us now. Freddie, good morning. Morning, Andrew. Morning, Laura. Morning, Al. Morning, good, Stephen. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Freddie. Morning. I just feel like I we should be what, calling I, you Andrew. I, oh, please do, but I'm just in my kitchen here. I'm absolutely dying. I've been <laughs> listening to people. I'm so embarrassed. I tell you. <laughs> And I can, I can only imagine everybody out there is so disappointed with this big sign. Absolutely not. It's built up all day. Freddie, how many of those messages you think were genuine, mate? Keezy's, um, was he called him Ian Bale? <laughs> Keezy, the Ian Bale of broadcasting. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm getting accused of not turning anything down by Romesh, who is just everywhere. But the one thing that's upset me most, I was listening before... And Steve's saying that I laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> do I, Steve? You do. You do. You laugh at your own jokes. You're stubborn. You're never wrong. And like I said to Laura, this is what she's got to learn. That you, when you're in an argument, it's not whoever shouts the loudest wins the argument. Because you're very good at that. And you've always got to have the last word. I know. Uh, the, the one thing as well, I must admit, for the past two weeks, I've not been out of bed before 11 o'clock. Do you know what? <laughs> this is what I was going to ask you, because these are some early mornings and, and getting out of bed. I mean, obviously, you guys, it's a little bit easier for you because you're currently broadcasting from your houses. I have to get up at something like 3.30 in the morning. But I mean, it's still going to be quite early for you, Fred. How are you going to adjust to it if you're on air at six? Oh, I tell you, I've, I've had four coffees already this morning. I've been sat in the lounge and I've been pacing <laughs> around. I'm in the kitchen now. Um, hopefully I'll be alright but I tell you next week's going to be a test starting at 6 yeah. I, I, Steve, Steve knows as we used to have interconnecting rooms I'm not at my best sometimes in the morning no, when, he used to wake, when he used to turn over and wake me up I wasn't always that <laughs> that awake <laughs> Hey Freddie I've got to say to you mate I'm sitting here on my phone and I stuck you on, and you, you, you've put one of these Instagram messages out, and if anybody hasn't seen it, they've got to see it. It's the first Instagram message I've seen you put out with your eyes closed. You're, 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 really, you're really struggling with this early morning thing, and by the way, just to let you know, it's half past eight, it's not six o'clock. If this is you at half past eight, you're right, you can't open your eyes. I don't know what you're like at six o'clock, mate. <laughs> I had to get up just after seven to try and work this computer out to try and get on, and then... That Instagram thing that I posted, Declan from um, Talk has been asking me for it. That's about the tenth go at it to try and look my best. That's as good, that's as, good as it's getting. Are you serious? <laughs> what we need to do is send you over some sort of a makeup team because the problem is radio, you'd expect not to look your best. But actually, this lot have just got a phone in your face every five minutes. They're recording everything that you do, so you can't get away with anything anymore. So they'll be on at you every morning for that, Fred. Um, listen, what else has been going on in your life? Because obviously signing with us, I'd, it's the most amazing thing for us really that you, you that you've signed up because we a thought you'd be like way too busy for this and perhaps b maybe a little bit um a, a little bit above it <laughs> i'm just joking obviously above you love it. <laughs> stop it no I, I was in australia i went to australia and then came home early um and then i was isolating for two weeks so at the minute i've just been obviously spending time at home i've been playing a lot of football in the garden um been working on my knuckleball with the kids yesterday I was trying to put a basketball net up. It took me eight hours. I've still not finished it. Um, so, yeah, not, not up to too much at the minute. Just doing as I'm told, staying at home. You get your hour every day, um, just like everybody else. 
And Freddie, you talk about early mornings, and you mentioned about getting up. You know, it is, it is, it is a challenge. It has been a challenge, yeah, for for a, a number of years. But yeah, how much are you going to enjoy talking about sport again? Because you've been away from. You know, they say League of Their Own is a sports show, but it's not. It doesn't doesn't cover a great no. deal of sport. And Top Gear is is taking you away from the of the sport. But while waxing lyrical about you before, you know, I was saying how what a fantastic cricketer you were, and you know, being away from sport, how is it going to be? What's it going to be like talking about the, the the game again? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Steve. To be honest with you, um, you know, since since retiring, life's taken me in all different directions, and. I think the, the place I feel most comfortable was always around cricket and talking about sport. And I think through my kids as well, the past year, 18 months, I've really got into football and things. I go and watch Preston with the boys and obviously they're all looking at the football on the TV. So just being around sport, talking about that, is like going back to what you know. Um, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. Mm. Never thought I'd get the chance. I've heard you on here, Steve, and it looks like you have a lot of fun um, with Ali and Laura, so why not? Freddie, do you feel like now you're at home and, and you're spending these few weeks that we've all been in isolation, spending time with your kids and, and, and managing to, to take more time out and, and spend it with the family has actually been quite rewarding because I've, I've been speaking all week about my family. My brother has been saying that he's been able to spend so much more time with his kids and, and it sounds like a weird thing to say, but he feels like he's getting to know them so much better. Yeah, um, you know, obviously under different circumstances, but having the chance is the one thing that I'm always trying to do more of, to spend time with my kids um, and the family. It, it, has been, it has been nice, um, you know, I'd reiterate, on, under different circumstances, obviously it'd be so much better, but, yeah, being at home, um, life's so busy that, you know, just to sit back for a little bit and play football in the garden with the kids and just do the things you want to do. It's hard, hard for older people, like seeing my mum and dad every day on FaceTime and I've got a grandpa who's 92 as well, trying to keep in contact with him, so... That's the tough side of it, but just getting time at home has been, been really nice. Freddie, I've got to ask you, mate, she take you back to when you just get, went into your kind of retirement, when you retired from cricket. Was it an obvious move for you just to get into TV, or was there part of you wanted? Did any part of you at all want to stay in the game, do a little bit of coaching? I, I, not then. I, fin I finished at 31, Ali, and I yeah. wasn't ready to finish. I wanted to be playing at least in my mid-30s. Injury cut my career short, and... I fell out with cricket a little bit because I, I wanted to still play. Um, so things like commentary, I, I don't think I could have done that. Um, coaching, one, I don't think anyone would have had me. Um, and two, I had, what I had you to done with somebody out. like you? Eh? What, uh, what, as a coach, I, I what would a, you have done with somebody like you or me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Us, us creatives are always a bit more difficult. Um, <laughs> well put. You've just, you've just got to let them bloom. Um, I'd have just, I, I wouldn't have been anywhere near me. I'd have just sat, sat me in the corner. That's, um, why we had, that's why we only had one meal in eight years with Duncan Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, I think we bought that one as well. Um, but... Yeah, I, I stumbled into TV, you know, League of Their Own started, um, which I turned down initially because I still had aspirations of playing cricket and then um, got back on the show, I think two days before we filmed. And from there, it was, it was bizarre, some of the jobs I was asked to do and, and just went with it. But in all honesty, I'd love to get back into cricket eventually. Um, I have got aspirations of coaching, um, but... One again, I don't know if anyone will have me and I've got to do a few badges. I think you've got aspirations of coaching as well, haven't you, Steve? A little bit, but I like like you, I fell out, I fell out with the game. But, you know, you got the, the two lads there now who are, who are at the age of just starting to play again, you know, you know representative cricket. 
um, in Corey and Rocky and Charlie, my lads yeah. are the same. So I've took a little bit more, what do you say, notice of of what you know what what to do in the coaching world. If you know we're coaching the kids and stuff like that, you were the same, aren't you? It's, it's all changed. Like, I coach my kids, um, and I think through them I've got back into the game, and I got that love for it more mm. of a more as a fan than I suppose an ex-player. And I, I coach my boys. I don't think it's a new way of coaching. I still tell them what to do, yeah. which I think you're meant to leave them to their own devices. But we, we got a way of doing it. We got a, a net coming out of the garage at the minute because all crickets obviously off for the kids at the minute. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I'd, I'd love to coach. Where the same two jobs I want. Yeah, I, you wouldn't want the England job. Surely you wouldn't want to travel again like that. Not yet. Um, and then one of my good mates does Lancashire, so there's no jobs there. Really. <laughs> there's no jobs there anyway. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. 81089 on the text at TS Breakfast on Twitter. It's all about you. So before we get into our next fixture, um, we have two Ashes winners with us on the Talksport Breakfast Show. And there is some breaking news. So I want your thoughts, both of you, on this. Ben Stokes has been named as Wisden Cricketer um, of the Year. So what's your reaction to that? Well, no surprise from me. He's been you know, fantastic this year, what he did in the World Cup, what he did in the Ashes was phenomenal. Um, and the kid has just got better and better. And um, what's what's happening and, you know, where where he could end up being um, is, is unheard of. You talk about Ian Botham, Andrew Flintoff and Ben Stokes, all three of them, what they did for their sides uh, is huge. And it's a, it's a great accolade to be awarded a, a Wisdom Cricketer of the Year. What do you think, Fred? Yeah, I, I, he's unbelievable. The scary thing is with Ben, though, I, I don't think we've seen the best of him. No, I don't think we have. He's got, 
I think he's getting better all the time. You look at when he performs, it's all the big moments, the key moments of games, whether it's World Cup finals, Ashes. Um, and as a batter, technically amazing. Um, and as a bowler, he's getting better all the time. So it's no surprise he's getting all these accolades. But I think there's so many more to come in the future. You know, I think Ben Stokes now and the Ben Stokes in 18 months could be a different animal again. So exciting. What do you do, Fred? How do you get to that next level? Is it just consistency and just keep doing what he's doing? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> you know Steve mentioned before, I, I had a few years where I, I was all right. Um, and getting, getting to that point is one thing. The hardest bit is maintaining it. Putting performances in week in, week out, especially to the level that Ben set. I think that's going to be his biggest challenge. I couldn't quite manage it, you know, whether it's through lack of form or through injury. But, you know, Ben, you're looking in the way he trains, the way he practices, I've seen firsthand, which is second to none. Um, so he's, he's going to have to stay up there. But I, I wouldn't back against him, Steve, would you? No, I wouldn't. And I remember, I can't remember which game it was that he, he did it. I'm not sure if it was the Ashes or the World Cup final. And I was either talking to you or we were texting or whatever. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Was, I, he doesn't realise what he's just done. I don't think Ben no. realises what's what's ahead of him off the field. You know, from not so much commercial or anything like that, but the the way he, he did a the PCA Players Cricket Association have got a, a Masters game over 35. You, you get club sides to you go and you raise some money, and we went to Ben's club um, in Cockermouth two years ago. Uh, after the floods to raise some money for the, the local cricket club. Ben paid for it himself and Ben came. Ben was there and I couldn't believe it. I sat next to Warren Haig and I was watching these kids and it was like, I've never seen anything like this since since Andrew's days and probably someone like Neil Fairbrother who was also there. He said exactly the same about Beefy. So, you know, this these these characters that you have and you say how special they are, they're infectious in in bringing other people to the game. You know, Ali, you mentioned there, you know, up in Scotland, how many people, you know, watch and love the game of cricket? And it's because of the, the iconic players who do something special. And that's what Ben Harmony, does. Harmony, I've got to tell you, mate, I, tell you, I think I told you the story. <laughs> when, he, when he had that outrageous century in the, in the Ashes, we were actually, we have a cricket day every year in the, in the village in Kilmacombe, and the boys were having our game that particular day. And the whole thing stopped and we're around the radio for about the last, I don't know, 25-30 minutes. I mean, and that's that's the pool the guy has. It mm. was amazing. One of these things you'll never forget. Mm. Now, guys, uh, normally we've been doing this quiz, basically, and it's it's Ali against whoever our co-host is. Um, but this morning, it's a little bit of a special edition, so it's time for this. Talk Sport Breakfast Daily Quiz. Simply the best. All right, as I said, it's a very special edition of Simply the Best um, because our quiz master today is indeed Double Ashes winner Stevie Harmison. Um, he's going to be doing the quizzing and he's going to be doing it specifically for our brand new signing, Mr. Andrew Flintoff. So, Freddie, um, we're just going to see if you can recall the finer details of your time playing together for England. It means that me and Ali, Ali, we can put our feet up for a little while. <laughs> oh, great Steve's stuff. Steve's asking the questions. Steve, isn't it? I, I, I'm asking the questions, but I can't read. Max is... Uh, right, first of all, Andrew, since uh, yeah. self-isolation, we got stuck in hotel rooms quite a bit. Uh, box sets. Yeah. What were the uh, what were the box sets of choice? What yours? Well, I tell you what, Steve. Oh, it's because you're if, watching them as well. <laughs> you, you just watched anything with Jimmy Nail in. Alf, we just say Pet was a big one. I know that you love the royal family. 
Only fools and horses, but the one, the one show I drew the line at is when you brought the complete works of Lovejoy. I'm not watching that. <laughs> too far, Steve. Too oh, far. Too, too far. Multan, first test match, Pakistan. Yeah. Oh, got we, a bit we, of music there, yeah. Look <laughs> okay, at that. I, I remember Multan. Yeah. We arrived at the hotel and we got asked if we wanted a room with hot water or air conditioning. Um... That was the only time. You, that was the only time in the connecting rooms worked, didn't it? Really, against up against the rest of the lads. Yeah, we, we got one of each. We got one, one of, of each. each. Yeah. Multan. Um, right, talking about Multan. First Test match two months earlier, you accused their premier fast bowler and called him a cartoon character during the World Eleven game. <laughs> what yeah. was it? Well, firstly, I wasn't having him at all. I'll show it back to that. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you love this. <laughs> No, I tell you what, Ali, listen to this, right? I've got feelings. And he kept having a go at me. He kept having a go at me for being fat. He kept calling me fat this, fat that. So I thought, I'm, I'm not having this. I'm going to nip this in the bud. So as I walked out, I, I called him. I said, show him. It's all right. You look like Tarzan, but you're both like Jane. Um, which, <laughs> which haunted me straight away. I walked out to bat. I think first or second ball, my off stump was cartwheeling really back as he knocked it over. <laughs> and then as I walked off, he gave it the big, oh! <laughs> yeah, cheers. Oh, it was priceless. He's caught, he's, he said that, and everybody in the dressing room's gone, oh no, what have you said? Because for the next two and a half months, show back to our bowl just short of 100 mile an hour for the whole trip. Right. It was a nightmare. He tortured um, me. He did. He did torture us. Um, Right, Ashes 2005. There's a, there's a, well, apparently there's a picture of me and you propping each other up on stage in Trafalgar Square, and you were just about to turn into Elvis. Can you remember what, what song you were going to sing? Of course I can. Um, <laughs> you know, well, they just switched. I, I about... as, you, as, you, as you pulled the microphone off David Gower. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I still, I don't remember too much about that day on the bus. No, I didn't um, either. But I, I do remember trying to sing Suspicious Minds to about 40,000 people in Trafalgar Square. But I, I'll be honest with you, Steve, I was not in a good way, was I? <laughs> I was not in a good way. You and me both, to be fair. Um, it's your nice fault. And then you, I'm not going to ask you what you wrote across no. my nose and my well, forehead. To be fair, what I was going to say was straight after that, the next follow up question was how long did it take Rachel to get that pen off your face? Yeah, you, you were never very good at spelling, Steve, was you? Never very no, good. No, I wasn't very good, no. And we'll not say what I wrote on your red. But how long did it take, Rachel, to get this pen off your face? I, I didn't know it was on there. I was, I, was, I was looking at the mirror. Can you remember going in the, in the bathroom? Yeah, I was, I, was rubbing the, I was rubbing the mirror thinking someone's graffitied it. It was on the edge. Ali, I've put him in the lift to go upstairs. I've put him in the lift to go upstairs with a blazer over his head said nobody, no photographer can see. As I took the blazer off, he's looked, he's looked in the mirror in the lift and he started wiping the mirror. <laughs> Harmy, I've got to say, as, cele as celebrations go for a victory at any sporting event, that'll take some beating you boys there. I'll tell you that right now. That'll take some beating, lads. Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, and I mean unbelievable. We so, never left the we never left the hotel, did we? No. No. <laughs> I still with her now if I could, I reckon. <laughs> Basically, guys, but first of all, I've got to say, Harmy, um, I thought you delivered that very well. Oh, how, did, how did you find it being Quizmaster for a minute? Oh, piece of cake. <laughs> Do you think a so? Piece of cake. Piece of cake, no. Uh, Freddie, in, in a quiz about you, you managed to get pretty much all five, uh, all five answers correct. How do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I, I reckon if it had gone probably a bit more in depth into cricket, I'd, I'd have struggled. But <laughs> he's, he's mentioned a lot of things that stand out, like checking into hotels and various things. Brilliant. Know. So basically, if we ever quiz you again, it's got to be specifically about you, not potentially about cricket. Or even better, do it about Steve. I know more about him than probably myself. <laughs> right, that, that's the next one that we'll do. Um, guys, well done. Congratulations, Harmy, on that. If you uh, if it doesn't work out for you in coaching one day, you know you can be a quiz master, right? Oh, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> All right, stick with us. Um, Freddie, I feel like, do we have you for another section? Do we have to let you go now? Is that you done? I think you've had enough of me now. We're just, e we're just easing you into it. Just a little half an hour here or there. It's going to get harder yeah, next no. week. Um, Freddie, thank you so much. Um, signing for, for TalkSport means a lot to us, but hopefully it means a lot to you as well. And we look forward to hearing a lot more of you next week. What are you doing with your day? Um, well, I, I don't, I'm just toying whether to go back to sleep for an hour. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> it. And then, and then I've got to finish the basketball net in the park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Look, Freddie, thank you. Enjoy your nap if that's Thanks what you're so doing. Thanks so much for having us. And uh, Cheers, we'll Andrew. speak to you next Take week. Take care of me. So stay tuned to the Sports Breakfast Show for the coming months as Freddie Flintoff joins Laura and Ali Monday through to Wednesday, alarm clock permitting. And talking about alarm clocks permitting, uh, Alan Brazil, of course, back in the hot seat on Thursdays and Fridays. Steve Harmison will continue to be a regular on the show. Darren Goff hosts his drive time show four to seven every weekday. Just going to prove talk sports more than just about football. Uh, and really is the biggest sports station in the world. Following on podcast, we'll be back in a couple of days' time and interview another lockdown special here in New Zealand with myself, John Norman, and the Kiwi leg spinner, Ish Sodi. So uh, you don't have to go too far for that. But for now, thanks for listening. And please uh, continue to listen to the show on either Acast, uh, Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.